Alright, what's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. Before we start into today's episode, I have a quick question for you. Raise your hand if you are listening and you are a founder or you are a founder type or working on side projects. Now, if you're if you're driving, please don't raise your hand. But if you're thinking that's me, chances are you might have a co-founder and in today's world, everything's remote. And this is unfortunate for founding teams because teams work fastest when they're together, right? When you're starting something new from scratch, being in the same room has a magical kind of feeling to it. And when we're all remote, you don't really get the same thing. Well, what if I told you there's a way to get that same output, right? Get that same feeling while being remote. And luckily there is. Uh, our sponsor for the next couple of weeks for Forward Thinking Founders is Sidekick. And Sidekick is an always-on display that sits next to you, next to your computer. It allows you to work right next to your co-founder like you were in the same room. This eliminates most of the problems that you kind of get when founding a startup remotely. And you're able to move faster and, and, and kind of get stuff done in a much more efficient way like you could with if you were in the same room. And luckily, because you're a listener of Forward Thinking Founders, you get a big discount on on Sidekick devices. If you go to sidekick.video slash FTF, you get $30 off. The market rate is $50 per device. As a listener of this podcast, it is $20 per device. $30 off total per device. So go to sidekick.video slash FTF, get your devices, and get you and your co-founders working together like you're in the same room, even if you're remote. Hope you enjoy it. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Sharif Lee, who is the founder of Funnel. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, great. Thank you for having us, Matt. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I'm really looking forward to diving into what Funnel is. For people that don't know um, what you're working on or haven't heard of Funnel, what are you working on? Uh, so at Funnel, we help startups and small medium businesses who don't have access to technical folks or experienced marketeers or data scientists to be able to run their own marketing campaigns as if they are pros. So we give them new code, uh, new coding tool that allows them to set up their marketing stack, uh, their event tracking with Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, and many others. Then we pull all this data back into a dashboard and give them actual insights on what they can do in order to improve their sales. So let's talk about like um, how um, how it would work if I like became became a customer. So can you kind of walk through the um, the flow if I was to get on funnel.com, sign up, 
how would it work? What's the user experience? Kind of walk through that journey for me. Sounds great. So now you are starting with a new website or a new store. Uh, it's perfect if you start at day zero because you get, you know, as we're going to talk about this later, the more data that you can get, uh, the better everything runs, even if you're not running advertisement. So you're going on funnel, you add your uh, URL, funnel is going to detect where you're running. In a lot of cases, you don't need to even to add some code. You can install with a single click. But the worst case scenario is you add a single line of code to your website. Uh, afterwards, you will uh, be shown a wizard that, depending on your business, is going to tell you what you need to track. So ideally, you need to track the journey that your customer takes from discovering what you do all the way to buying, right? Um, then Funnel is going to help you set up uh, the tracking visually. And by tracking is you need to understand where these customers are going, where they are clicking, how they are going through the journey from your door to the cashier, right? Then Funnel is going to share all this data with Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or any other platform that you're running ads on and that you link to Funnel. Um, and now you're set. Now all of them understand what kind of customers you're looking for, uh, what is the best profile that is actually buying from you. And the algorithm learn, sorry, I stumbled there a little bit, algorithm can learn uh, what kind of customers to drive to your door. Once you do that, uh, then the second part is to understand what is and isn't working for you. So this is where the dashboard comes into play. Uh, we help you visualize the journey, understand where your bottlenecks are, which combination of your marketing campaigns are actually working uh, well together, and practically give you advice uh, on how you can improve your marketing. So it's like you need to add those keywords to your search strategy, or you need to um, increase the spending on that or increase spending on mobile phones because the conversion there is so much better um, and so on. So it's practically like working with a marketeer who's giving you 360 degree evaluation of your performance and what you need to do in order to improve it. Make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's obviously a super like, kind of useful and without this I feel like it's not like obvious how you would accomplish like the quote-unquote same job I'd love to hear kind of like how did you um, like why did you decide to start working on this why did you pick this market why did you pick this product what's the origin story yeah so that's an interesting one so it goes back to my corporate days uh, before I started funnel that time I was the regional sales manager at IBM I was in charge of their platform as a service and software as a service uh, in Middle East and Africa. And one of the things that was very interesting to me is that there was a disconnect between sales and marketing, that there's a disconnect between marketing and the technical team. So there is always this friction, right? The sales team, we see the bottom of the funnel, we think the leads are not so good. The marketing team only see the top of the funnel, they think they're driving a lot of people. So there's always this, you know, banter, going back and forth between the sales team where I work, the marketing team, right? So the sales team is like the marketing team is doing arts and crafts all day. The marketing team is saying the sales team are not closing. It becomes really complicated whenever you want to track something new or do something new on your landing pages because now the marketing team has to go and bring in developers who can add more tracking, who can make changes. And guess what? They were never happy doing it. Developers really want to create great products well, they don't want to spend a lot of their time working with marketeers, having ad hoc requests to keep adding tracking into the website. Um, so this is where the idea came from. I was thinking, okay, if all of those folks can, marketing, the sales, if they can have an end-to-end -end visibility into the customer journey, 
what is happening, what is working and what is not. This would practically end this debate and they can actually use this data in order to increase their sales. It will be even better if they don't need to go through the developers to take them away from doing what they love most, which is creating great products. Um, so if they can do those changes themselves and all of them are looking at the same numbers, all of them are looking to an end-to-end -end journey, everything would fall into place. So the idea, I grew obsessed with the idea and then uh, I left IBM to create Funnel. Uh, we raised a little round from uh, 500 startups and a couple of small investors. And uh, here we are almost a year later. Yeah, congratulations on on the journey and the the fundraising. It's always fun as like an idea starts as an idea and then shifts into something else, something bigger over time. What, what do you like right now? Because it's such an early stage company, as most of the people that I interview are early stage. I'd love to yeah. hear like what um like what what do you spend your time on during the day? Are you are you sales focused, product focused, trying to fundraise more money? Um, I, I guess what's a day in the life of the founder of Funnel? Oh wow! So a day in the life of a founder is actually a week for other people, but the uh, majority of our focus is usually around the customers. Uh, this is where I try to spend a significant amount of my time on my day. Whether it's collecting feedback, sometimes it's uh, sales calls, but it's also always around what uh, the customers expect from us, right? whether we are selling them or if they are existing and we're helping them get the output they're looking for. Of course, a big time of the, my time as well goes through the product. We're trying, okay, we put the input. Uh, we have those customers who, great customers actually, who have tried us out. And now we need to deliver on the value. So there is always, I'm always like a feedback loop between the product team, the customers. Um, I'm going to talk about this relationship because it's an interesting one if, uh, if we have time today. Uh, there is also a hat where I'm doing marketing, a hat where I'm actually jumping in and uh, doing some design with the technical team. Um, so I'm a man with many hats. So I, I, <laughs> I keep running around all day. The constant part of my day is talking to customers. How do you, I mean, you mentioned, if I heard correctly, that you left IBM to start this and IBM is like a, a big company and you left like a big company to start like the opposite, like a very, very small company. In what ways are it like, has your daily activities changed and less actually that, but more like how did you shift your mindset towards business and sort of from daily activities from big company to small company? Was that a hard transition for you? Was it intuitive? Kind of how, how did that go? Uh, so that's a great question. So the great thing about IBM is so huge, right? So at IBM, I did a lot of things. So I started out in, you know, creating products. I've actually worked on products that are used currently by millions worldwide. Then I went to something that is called sales, and then I went to sales, and finally sales management. So I kind of tried all the roles that I'm currently, or at least part of them, that are currently doing as a founder. I think the biggest... Uh, I'm shift here is how much you have to do yourself, right? Because at IBM, you're kind of like a small gear in a much bigger machine, uh, but there are all those people that you can rely on. There are all those well-laid processes that you can follow for almost everything under the sun that you can think of. But when you're starting your own company, then you get to engineer all those things. And it can be a lot of work. It can be overwhelming at times, but the great thing is you also get to design culture that we're, you know, the new company, 
Uh, you get to avoid everything that you hated, you know, in your previous organization. So it's kind of a beautiful, creative mess, so to speak. And if you need to be successful, you need to, you know, take it one part at a time, always focus on the important things, which for me is the customer. Um, and hopefully after a while, things start coming down and falling into place. And then you know, today we have a processes for onboarding people. We have a culture, Berkeley culture that people understand and can talk about. Um, you also face new challenges. So I guess with startups, there's always something new. Uh, but if you're working for enterprise, things kind of calm down after a bit and it becomes a little bit repetitive. And you, you mentioned that you spend most of your or a good chunk of your day is talking to users and customers. I kind of actually want to like hone in on that. Like who, um, who is the type of customer or type of persona that is best suited for funnel right now? Or if you could paint like your dream persona, who is that? Um, and like, I guess who, who are you targeting out of the gates? So the majority of our customers are uh, other startups and small and medium businesses. Uh, they usually, you know, are people who spend money on marketing. Maybe some of them it worked for them, but they want to do better. Some of them it didn't. Um, they're always, you know, all those companies who are looking to get their products in front of as many customers as they can. And they're always looking for new tools that can help them do that. So it's a privilege that they would trust us to help them uh, in order to put their great products. We have some amazing startups that, uh, on the platform today we're really you know lucky to work with and uh, it's a privilege to help them put their those great products in front of their customers one of my favorite things about starting a startup that has other startups as customers which was what i was doing um for a little bit for my last thing um is you get to like you get to just meet all these other startups that are doing cool stuff and you get to work with them. You get to help them almost in some ways you get to help them grow and be more successful. Um, yeah. which is, which is super fun. How, how do you, um, if, you don't have to share this if you don't want, if it's like sharing secret sauce, but I feel like startups that target startups, there's like a trillion ways to like to, to do that. Um, in like, right. Do you, do you already have like an already network from IBM? Are you, are you just like, are startups like here? How do they hear about you? And like, what are like some fun way? Well, also you probably get startups from 500 startups, right? Like how, I guess, how do you think about getting customers and, and you can go in depth or as little depth as you want, but I'm just curious how you, how you pick what startups to pick. Sure. So, um, so as you said, when I was working at IBM, we had many startup programs. So we got to work with a lot of startup, uh, startups there. So I already had a network. Uh, like we did uh, YC Startup School a bunch of times. Like I've been doing it uh, four times for the last four years. Like whenever they open a program, we go there. We get to meet very interesting people. Uh, 500 startups have been amazing because they have a good community you know, worldwide. Uh, where you meet some amazing startups. We are also a pioneer uh, graduate, so we also have the network from Pioneer. We have a lot of networks, uh, you know, startup networks being really involved with the community even before we started the company. Uh, and it was just like an added privilege that we uh, got to work with them afterwards. There is also the small and medium business owners, which, you know, maybe are not as sexy to talk about like startups, but they're also very hardworking. They're also, you know, they have the entrepreneurial spirit. They want to get maybe their stores out there, maybe their services out there. And we're also very happy working with them and helping them uh, improve their sales and, and, you know, get some money into their business as well. 
Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's good when you have all the different ways to get in touch with them. When I first started Publoft, I you know I lived in Phoenix, Arizona, and at that time I was way less well networked. So you know, for me, I like relied a hundred percent on just like brute force through cold email. And I, if I was to do something like that again, I would pick a different path if I if I was able to. So it's cool to think about how you um, get in touch with the different startups and and, and whatnot. Um, so. A couple more questions for you, and then we'll then we'll call, call it a day. So you sure. are building funnel. You're building something that is honestly probably pretty crucial to a lot of companies, especially in their early days and hopefully later days as they scale. What would you say is the big vision for funnel? If you have to look out five, ten, fifteen years, what direction are you rowing in? And um, yeah, I guess, I guess I guess what's the, what's the big vision that you that you're rowing towards? So we would love one day to be part of everything, like any team who is starting out, uh, any team who is looking to improve their sales, uh, we want them to consider us. We want to be a part of their journey. We want to help each and every one uh, of them to be successful. I guess if you ask me what our North uh, Star would be, I would say it is that we can have our uh, founders and our, you know, uh, business uh, customers basically by uh, using funnel so successful that everybody else who wants to compete with them would also need to come on funnel. Uh, whenever we reach this stage, I will be really happy. But, uh, I am just as happy being part of the journey of so many great companies, great stores, great customers. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a privilege for somebody to uh, welcome you as part of their team and use your which you spend so much time working on and obsessing on in order to help them succeed. And to make that happen, which is a lofty goal, lofty vision, which is what you want when you have a, have a company, have a startup, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll, you'll need some, maybe more investors. You'll obviously need customers, probably employees, all, all that good stuff. But what I can definitely guarantee that you'll need is help from the forward thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you looking for customers? Are you hiring? Are you trying to get interest to investors? How can we assist? Uh, so we're doing all those. So we're always looking for, you know, great developers and great marketeers who like what we're doing and want to join us. Uh, so if you are, look us up on uh, Angel List. We're always hiring. Um, we are always looking for people who can give us honest feedback. You know, the, the more brutal the feedback, the, the more honest it is, the more, you know, the more helpful it is. So if you are uh, experienced with marketing tools, if you want to try a new, you know, cool marketing tool, hopefully cool marketing tool, uh, then please give us a try and share your feedback with us. And uh, yeah, we're lucky to have great investors, but we're always looking for, you know, for some amazing people out there who if are interested in investing in Funnel and advising us and working with us, helping all those other businesses succeed, then uh, I would love for them to reach out as well. All right, and then for my last question, if someone wanted to get in touch, um, you know, try out Funnel, introduce you to an investor, anything like that, what's your URL? Are you on Twitter? Do you have an email? How can people get in touch? Sure, so our URL is www.funnel.com, F-U-N-N-E-L-L.com. And on uh, Twitter, we are GetFunnel, and everybody can reach out to me directly, S-H-E-R-I-F, funnel.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you want more of Forward Thinking, I'm excited to let you know that we now have a community. Well, it's not really a community. It's more of a city. It's called Forward Thinking City. And in Forward Thinking City, you're able to do AMAs with past guests that have been on the podcast. For example, today we just talked to Jonathan Barkle, who's the CEO of Air Garage. Um, additionally, we have the CEO of Catch, Kristen Anderson. We have Austin Allred, the CEO of Lambda School, coming in. And these are people that you can talk with, right? You can ask them questions. These are AMAs. Additionally, you're able to do happy hours with other residents once a week so you can meet other people, learn about their startups. You also have a chance to do startup office hours and get feedback on your on your startup or your product, as well as get a chance to pitch actual investors, real VCs. And this is all only for $7 a month. So if you want to support me as a creator, but more importantly, if you want to move your startup career forward and faster and get you access to guests on the podcast, other people in the city, and potentially potential investors, then go to forwardthinking.city and sign up today for $7 a month. That's forwardthinking.city. All right, see you tomorrow.